Hey, I'm Christina. And Scott McIntyre here. Welcome to the Enduring Hope Podcast, where we encourage you to trust God in every circumstance. The question we get asked a lot is how we make our marriage work since we do so much together. (laughs) Between parenting, ministry, and seminary, we definitely have a lot of quality time with each other, and it's not always easy. Like any situation, it has its positives and its drawbacks. Yeah, we find that at the end of the day, we don't spend much time around the dinner table asking, how was your day today? What did you do today? There's still times we have to catch each other up, just maybe not as much as a couple who spend the majority of their day apart from each other. But if we need a change of environment, we just have to recognize that and make it happen. I remember at the beginning of our marriage, I realized that I felt more recharged if I had some alone time at some point during the day, maybe running errands by myself or reading a book before bed. And since becoming a mom, that hasn't changed. I do carve out time just to think and be by myself. Mm, We joke sometimes about Christina's extremely long wind down time before bed. (laughs) (laughs) Which does not include ministry work or a brainstorming session for future podcast episodes. That's right. We do try to give each other space when we need it. I think it's important for every couple to make the time they do have together count. And one of the things we truly believe makes all the difference in our marriage is that we continually try to listen well to each other. Listening well requires a true desire to know and understand the person you are communicating with. It involves a desire to both hear and correctly interpret the heart of the message being shared. And it's a skill that most of us have to work on intentionally. Many times we listen in order to reply, not to understand. We're already mentally working on how we're going to respond even before the other person is finished talking. Listening isn't only important in our human relationships, it's essential in our relationship with God as well. As Christians, our primary purpose is to glorify God, which involves knowing and understanding Him, and we can't possibly know and understand a God we don't listen to. The question becomes, how can we listen to a God who isn't physically present? We don't physically hear God's voice as we do with our friends' and family's voices, and sometimes it can leave us feeling spiritually frustrated. Even so, God expects us to listen to Him, which means there must be a way for us to do that. In Psalm 81, we see God's desire for his people to listen to him. The entire Psalm addresses this, but let's listen to what it says in verses 10 to 13. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me, so I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. There are several occasions in the Psalms where God expresses his desire for his children to hear him and where he also expresses his sadness when they don't. So how do we, who love and want to obey God, hear him? There are several ways. We can hear him through other people, such as trusted friends or godly advisors. We can hear him through encouraging words or through sermons. We can even hear him in our circumstances. But the primary and most objective way we can hear him is by reading his written revelation, the Bible. We live in a microwave world where we get things at rapid speed, and it's easy to expect the same thing from God. We have a question for him, and we want him to answer us now. 
it seems kind of laborious to stop, focus, and wade through scripture for direction. Impatience can create a vulnerability in our faith. Quick fix answers are a dime a dozen. And if we demand instant gratification in our faith, we might be tempted to settle for the easy road. One of the most common things I think we long to hear is God's clear direction in our lives, both in general and in our daily choices. Sometimes we have an important decision to make and we just wish God would speak up and tell us what to do, but he doesn't usually work that way. Most of what he wills for us is already fully revealed in the written revelation he provided. And while the Bible isn't exhaustive on all issues, it is sufficient. Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. It says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The Bible equips us. Through it, God tells us what he is like, why he created us, what leads to human flourishing, and how he intends to redeem humanity. He gives us wisdom for a godly life and an unchanging anchor into which we can fasten our hope and our faith. Our relationship with God is strengthened and enriched by our diligent time in his written word. Our trust grows, our knowledge of his heart grows, and our hope grows. Just like we have to learn to intentionally listen to one another in our marriage, it takes commitment and discipline to learn to listen well to God. We'll leave you with this beautiful encouragement from Psalm 119 verses 10 to 12. This is such a sweet example for all of us as we seek to hear from and obey God. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. You can get in touch with us on scottmcintyre.com. We would love to hear how God is encouraging you right now.